we're going to screw up, man. That's, that's an un, inevitable fact. We're going to screw up. But I do want to let you know that you are redeemable. And we're going to be talking about that this week on episode 204 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host certified coach Brian Goodwin as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. I am your host Brian and I am a certified men's coach who assists men who are just neck deep in the suffering of their life. Men who are going through a divorce, men who are going through just their day-to-day struggles. Life can come at us fast and sometimes we become so overwhelmed by what's happening that we just honestly don't know what to do with ourselves. I help men get to the root of what their suffering is, help them step back, take a breath, relax so that they can actually enjoy their life. In each episode, we look at what it takes to change how you look at your life so that you become better, stronger, and more successful on the other side of everything without having to worry about being the victim. And today we're talking, going to be talking about that, just that what's holding you back. And a lot of times it's because of our thoughts of in the past. And we like, we love looking into the rearview mirror and we're going to be addressing that a lot more. But before we get started with that, I wanted to say thanks. We had two people <laughs> this last week who went off and decided they wanted to listen to a whole lot of Brian and they downloaded the whole back catalog. And I am uh, appreciative. I mean, it looks, it looks so, I'm, I want to say weird, but it's not weird. It's just, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's a good way to put it. When you see this monster spike of 400 plus episodes, just all of a sudden being downloaded. And I'm honestly, I'm not used to that. I'm usually used to seeing about, you know, about 10 downloads a day. And so when you get a big old spike of uh, 400, I mean, yeah, all of a sudden all the other lower, uh, uh, downloads the previous days, they all get kind of flattened out. So it's, it's fascinating to watch my mind work at that and actually go, Oh no, we don't have our normal ups and downs. All of a sudden it's all almost flat. That's there's something wrong with that. And that's just, it's just how our brains work. We see something and we want to see that there's a whole bunch of ups and downs. And all of a sudden our ups and downs are, are flat. That causes a lot of stress, or at least for podcasters, at least for this podcaster. So <laughs> it was just, it's fascinating. But anyhow, I want to say thank you to the two folks who went on ahead and downloaded the full back catalog. Like, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it before. I mean, that's a lot of Brian to be listening to in, in one setting. But at the same time, I mean, you're going to be finding something useful out of that. And that's what I am grateful for. I'm that's why I put these episodes out is yeah. I do like to hear myself talk. All right. I'm just one of those. I know that I was inoculated with a phonograph needle. So I yabber, I talk a lot. And I mean, and driving a truck is just, there is that drawback that there's no one to talk to. So I usually talk to the windshield <laughs> and, and whichever poor little cars on the other side of the, uh, other side of the, of the, uh, of the windshield. And 
So, uh, and I'm glad they don't have uh, microphones in the cab because I'm sure they, whoever was listening, would be going, "Dude, what the heck? This we need to get this guy out of solitary confinement here and into into actually experiencing other people." Because <laughs> I, I, I like I said, I mean, yep, 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 yep. but anyhow, I wanted to talk to you today about just the redemption of of life. And that so many, uh, sadly, so many of us men, we did stuff when we were younger. We did stuff because of our own thoughts and we did things of our own accord. But because we did those and we know that we have full control of our faculties back then, as of now, we end up putting ourselves into, keep ourselves playing small out of the fact that we want to think that we're not worthy. And it's kind of like, you know, like the, the whole podcast, you know, uh, that big spike. And I get the thought of, well, why? Why did, why, why did these two people all of a sudden decide to want, they wanted to listen to all my back catalog? I don't know. Maybe they need something to laugh at or something. I, who knows? Or it's because they listened to a couple episodes and we're like going, dude, this is actually a really good show. I want to, and I struggle with that. I struggle with the fact that I am worthy <laughs> of people having come by and listen. I am. I struggle thinking that you, the the one right there you, behind the wheel of the car going down the road, you, yeah, you. I struggle with the fact that you actually listen. I am grateful that you do. And it's just my thoughts. I am always asking, but why me? And it's, that is the one of the reasons that so many of us men get ourselves into trouble though is because we don't think we're worthy we don't believe we are in a position to be worthy of having happiness having fulfillment having a good life because we did horrible things in our past and we may not have we may have gone off gone to jail been to you know been to, to uh, even been to prison because we may have gotten drunk and, and killed somebody. And that's not, a, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but when you have gone forth and, and paid your debts to society, you, a lot of us still want to hang on to the fact that we did that type of screw up. I wasn't the best person growing up in, in life. I wasn't the best person being married to. I had a lot of victim mindset and I wanted to stomp around and be the petulant child so many times, but yet somehow I'm still be deemed worthy by my wife to stay married to her. <laughs> and it's a amazing thing to, to witness and to experience. And I find it fascinating to sit back and to watch my mind try to cope with that and try to, to, Put all that together. And when when you do, great and wonderful things end up happening. So why do you believe you aren't redeemable? Why are you not worthy of having a good life? And like I said, a lot of us may have gone through. We may have had, you may have been one of those who went through life and had a severe drug problem. Who knows? Maybe you went to prison because you shot somebody. Maybe you found yourself in a lot of really undesirable places that now you look back on and you go, wow, how did I not die? How did you not die? Honestly, 
if you believe in God, it's because, well, it wasn't your time to go. If you believe in anything else, again, it was because it's not your time to go. And when you struggle with having those redemptive thoughts, when you struggle to find that you, whether or not you are worthy or not, when you claim that you're not worthy, you actually are condemning yourself over and over and over again to the same crime that you originally committed. What if you could actually take those thoughts and brush them away? Did you, did you have a commit a horrible crime? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. That's the circumstance you committed that horrible crime. You committed that crime. It may not even been horrible. You may have walked off with a stick of bubble gum. It's theft. That is a crime. Now, is it punishable by law? Yeah. Well, if you're in California, unless it's a really expensive piece of gum, supposedly not, but still, even then they still, I still see people who run off with, you know, thousands of dollars worth of, of, of produce and are not produce, but uh, product. And so, and doesn't look like they get much happening to them, but at the same time, it is still a crime. It is still wrong. Now, when did that a good way to put all this into uh, into perspective is look at what it is that you did and when did you do it? You know, if it was 10 years ago, what were you like then as opposed to now? Have you changed? And that's the big one. Are you the same person now as you were back then? Or have you changed? Have you become better? Have you evolved? Because even as Christians, you know, evolution has different meanings. Some people want to think that, yeah, yeah, God designed evolution and evolution is just what happens. Others think, no, evolution didn't happen. And you can think that it has happened or it doesn't happen. It's not beside the point. But as humans, mentally speaking, we do evolve. We have new, newer thoughts. We have better thoughts. We have more complete thoughts. We will, we are always changing what we believe. We're changing how we look at the world. We're changing all the, all the aspects of our life and how we perceive it on a day to day, hour to hour basis. So are you the same person five years ago? As opposed to now, are you the same person 10 years ago as you were are now? How about 30 years ago? If you're 40 years old, I can guarantee you you're not the same because that one says you were 10 years old 30 years ago. You've had a lot more happen to you in that last 30 years. For me, I'm 50. <laughs> so my, my 30 years ago, I was in my 20s. I was just really starting to walk on my own. That is, I was not the same person. I was neck deep in, I am going to be a victim. I am the victim. If I didn't have people paying attention to me, I pouted. I was this, this being who knew he had emotions, didn't want to handle the emotions really because, you know, they were kind of a pain in the ass. I would rather go around, see who I could screw and enjoy the life. And that was just kind of my life at that time. Wasn't the greatest. Wasn't the, I could have been a lot worse. I could have had an addiction added onto it. But at the moment, it's not it for in respect in, in, in retrospect, 
I mean, my life wasn't horrendous. I wanted to make it out to be. I wanted to be just to play as big of a victim as I possibly could. Boo-hoo, woe-is-me type of stuff. And it showed up time and time and time again. But yet, you can change who you are. Even if now, even if you are 30 years ago, you're the same person now as you were 30 years ago, just an older version of yourself, you can change. You are worthy of becoming redeemable. You can redeem whatever it is you want to be redeemed for. And I read a, uh, well, technically I listened to, but I read a book here uh, this week and it's it, impactful because it gave a different perspective as to what I already believe. And that is the four agreements by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, 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 Ruiz. Yeah. R-U-I-Z. Ruiz. So Don Miguel has this book called, and it's a thin book. It's a small book. It's a two and a half hour listening book. And it is about the four agreements. And essentially what it, uh, the overall premise of it is, is that we believe and that what we agree to in our life is our reality. All right. So if you are called a horrible person and you agree to that person's assessment of you, you're going to be a horrible person. You're going to show up as a horrible person. You have the thoughts. That's why when somebody says you're a terrible person and another person gets angry about it, that's because he took that personally because he agrees with the fact that, yeah, I'm a horrible person. I don't like that I'm a horrible person. How dare you point to me and raise the fact that I am a horrible person to me? That's what causes people to become angry. That's what causes people to to act in in ways that they they do whether it's with in conjunction with their personality or not it's because they agree with what another person said you're an ugly person if you're a little child and somebody says your your singing is horrible please shut up and it may just be that the you know that the person the the adult that told you when you're a little kid that your your voice was horrible was you know, may have just had a splitting headache and was just needing you to to quiet and he was stuck in his own thoughts if you agree with it you're going to think that you have a horrible voice and you're not going to sing anymore and that's sad and that's horrible because singing is such a wonderful exal exhalation of of who you are but because and through our life we accept and we have these agreements that we bind ourselves to and this goes in conjunction with how so many people actually believe the four agreements also. They just have never heard it, but believe certain aspects of it. Because I've been asked so many times, well, do words have power? The honest answer, no, they don't have power. With a caveat, though. And this has helped add that caveat. The, this book helped add that caveat. If you don't believe. If you believe what that person says, yeah, you're ugly. You're horrible. You're you're no good. You're never going to be loved. If you agree with what perfect strangers tell you, then yeah, you're going to end up feeling completely unloved. You're not going to be feel. You're not going to feel worthy of love. If you believe what your parents told you, you're not going to feel whatever it is that they told you. You've screwed your life up. You're going to throw your life away because you're, you know, you got a, you had a child while you were in college. Well. 
I don't want to screw my life up. I'm going to have an abortion. But what if you didn't screw your life up? What if that child was there to help you become a better person? Maybe God sent that child to you so that you could see the wonders of what your, of what life is about. What if you had a child given to you by God or the universe or by whatever it is you believe? And it was given to you so that you could see how wonderful the world truly is through the eyes of a child. How would you show up then? Hmm? That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Because sometimes we, when we have a child or we have something that's unexpected, child or otherwise, I'm just using the child because I've got a particular scenario in my head right now. And that scenario being that when my first child was born, I was the asshole. I was an asshole dad. I am. I know I was an asshole dad. I admit it completely these days because I was the asshole dad. The key word is was. I didn't want to take responsibility. I had the thoughts and I agreed to those thoughts that having a child was going to limit what I could do. And to a point, yeah, all of a sudden you can't go out and party all night long. Is that really a bad thing? Even as a, as a, a young 20 something, not really, no, that's actually, it's a good thing. If you don't go out partying all night long, you save some miles on the old wear and tear on the body. But because I had my own judgments about myself, I had my own assumptions. I had my own inclinations as to what having a child meant. I was an asshole. <laughs> I avoided my daughter for the first year of her life. Eventually, she came and she lived with me until she was about 14. And then her mental illness was uh, a little bit uh, more than I realized it was. And till eventually, she decided she wanted to go live with her grandmother. And so we, we, we did that. But the three agreements, uh, the four agreements, the three agreements, <laughs> the four agreements that Don Miguel uh, Ruiz talks about are these the four agreements you want to have in your life. These are the four agreements that you want to change. These are the thoughts, essentially. These are the thoughts that you need to have in your life to have a good life, to have a life that is not going to be held down by anybody else. And those four thoughts or agreements are be impeccable in your mind. And he kind of looks back, points back at what impeccable means is to be of, of no sin. Sin being judging of yourself. Don't judge yourself. Be as, as a lot of the hippies open up your mind, have a open mind, have, be able to look and see the world anew. Be without judgment. Another, the, the next agreement was to not take anything personally. And this is something we all do because when, and Don talks about how we actually are casting spells on each other. You're a beautiful person. If they believe it, all right, it's a good, they, we cast a spell. We changed how they view themselves by saying the words of you're beautiful. And a lot of people, when they hear that, you see them. There's uh, a series of photo, uh, almost, a, I guess you would call it a photo essay of a guy who went through, through uh, I think it was in New York, 
and he would take a picture of somebody and then he would say, you're beautiful. And he would see their soul just open up and just start to beam. And he would take another picture and you, and he took, put these two pictures side by side and you would see some people, they'd kind of smile, but boy, their smile got so much bigger after they were told they were beautiful. Some people, they stood there and were kind of, uh, and you told beautiful, they may just crack a smile or they may beam, but you saw these people convert just by using that one little magic spell. You're beautiful. They want to believe that they're beautiful. So they believe that they're beautiful at that moment. And so they are able, their, their soul grew and changed and, and started to shine through. But at the same time, he calls it black magic, but you can cast black magic by casting assumptions and, and judgments upon other people to where, and it's not even just upon you when you are judging others. Again, the don't judge lest you be judged also. You know, if you judge a judge a person, he's going, you're applying poison upon your own self. And he talks a lot about the poisonous words and how it makes you miserable and how it puts you into hell. And, and it's the proverbial hell, not, you know, fire and brimstone, but a, a realm of suffering in your own head because you are not allowing other people to live their life in their own way and to have and you want to have the disparaging remarks being said about that person, but you don't want to take things per anything personally. So if somebody comes along and tells you, Hey, you are just the dumbest load of crap that's ever come along and blah, blah, blah. And starts saying stuff at you. You don't have to take that personally. You can have somebody actually say you're, you're a terrible person and you could actually look at them and go, all right, cool. Thanks. And go on your way. You don't have to take anything anybody says personally. You can have your own judgments about about yourself, and that there's a level of freedom in that. And that's one of the biggest ones. It's not taking anything personally. Someone cuts you off in traffic and it makes you mad. Well, that's because you're taking that action personally. You could have gotten to a wreck. You could have that would have his actions would have damaged your car. He's going to get somebody killed. Primarily me. We take anything that goes on that happens that makes us mad. It's because we were afraid of what the ramifications were for us. We don't get mad when somebody else gets into a wreck. We get mad when we almost got into a wreck or we did get into a wreck or something happened to us. That's where we start having a lot of the where we start taking things personally. That's where we start to put ourselves into a realm of misery. So you going to prison because you did something wrong is you casting judgments upon yourself. And you're taking those judgments personally from yourself. You're dogging on yourself and you're going, yeah, yeah, I'm right. I'm right. I'm a terrible, horrible, awful, no good, awful person. According to you. Other people? No. I mean, there's a lot of lot of folks over in the uh, over in Mexico who would tell you that no, there was cartel dudes over there. They're a lot worse than than what you did. Yeah, you got drunk, you killed a person. Sorry to hear that. But at least you're not running around lopping people's heads off just because they said something bad about you. The next is don't make assumptions. Again, that is 
assumptions of, oh, I just actually, I just went off and threw an assumption out there, you know, with Mexico, the people in Mexico and all that. That's an assumption. They ever, you know, the, the cartel members over there are all horrible, terrible, awful people. That's actually an assumption. What is an assumption? You make an ass out of you and me when you assume, when you stop assuming that that person is right or assuming that your teacher in first grade, when she looked at you weird and you, and, and took a deep sigh, you assuming that she was casting judgment upon you will keep you out of, out of suffering so much more. Stop making those assumptions. Stop assuming that people are looking at you because dude, again, it's nothing personal. You just happen to be standing in the general view of a couple people who are laughing and looking at something, even if they're laughing at you, why are they laughing at you? Who cares? It has nothing to do with you. All right. (laughs) It's nothing to do with you. It's all about just their life. They're living their life. They're living what they how they want to live and to assume that they're assholes wrong upon you. But if you were to make the agreement that you will not make assumptions, you're going to find your life is a lot better, a lot more freer flowing. And the fourth actual agreement is to always do your best. Try to live the best life possible. Try to live your life to the fullest. Try to live your life so that at the end of your life, you've lived, baby. <laughs> you've lived your life to the max. You have used up your life to the point of being whole. That's what keeps and allows you to embrace life and to be redeemed. If you're doing your best, you're getting up every day, you're going to work, you're hustling the hustle, you're doing your job to the best of your ability, no one's going to condemn you. Now, if you keep messing up because you're doing and you're doing the best you can, then you may not be in the best position of a of a job, but that's okay. If you don't assume that and don't take their 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 words personally you're going to go through that just fine. You will find the job that it fits you better, but you want to make sure that you have a pure mind. You have a peckable mind or a mind that is not peckable. You don't want to take anything personally and don't make assumptions and always do your best. Those are the four agreements. And to change those agreements can be tough. And every time you find yourself in fear, that is you having really coming up to a dragon. Those fears are the dragons in your life, and you can actually change those dragons. You can convert that dragon by using the thoughts of your mind to convert the dragon into a bunny rabbit. I mean, not ha- and he doesn't even have to have big dusty teeth. If you like Monty Python, you'll get that joke. <laughs> but but you can change. The fears that you have, the regrets in your life can be altered. Also, you don't have to regret anything. That was the life you chose at that moment. Those were the thoughts and the choices that you made at a particular time with a set of thoughts that you had at that very moment. Is it good? Is it bad? That's completely upon you. You, nobody else can make those changes. They can tell you things and you can agree to them, but you don't have to take anything personally. 
you can actually, even if you do change it, and they still go, well, you're just a horrible person, and you, you don't deserve to have that. Says who? Says them? Who are they? Man, you get to have a beautiful life if you want. You are worthy. If you're looking for permission, let me give it to you. I'm not one who can actually give it, but if you're looking for anybody, I will be happy to want be the one who stands up and goes, dude, you have my permission to go out and to live your life completely and whole. You are redeemed of all of the, the, the abuses you have heaped upon yourself. There is, there is nothing out there that will hold you hold you back. If you have paid your debt to society, if you have done what you can to correct the wrong that you may have done, then you're worthy. If you haven't done anything to, to fix the problem, then dude, there you go. There's your starting spot. Face the fear and take the step and start trying to make, try to start trying to, to correct the, the wrong that you did. So you, you abandon your daughter. Well, then start unabandoning her. Start going up and showing up at her at, at different events and support her in whatever it is she's doing. You have those abilities. You have everything. Everything within your power is already there. That's what I keep wanting to to point out: is you can be happy. You can be fulfilled. Happiness, I I try not to use happiness because we aren't going to be happy 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So many of us want to believe that that's what we're supposed to be supposed to be. We're supposed to be happy at least 80 hours, uh, 80% of the time. No, no, no. We're going to be happy and we're going to feel pleasure only 50% of the time. That other 50%, we're going to feel pain, but that's okay. We don't have to make that pain. We don't have to take that pain personally. It's just there. We're just having a bad thought today. We're just having a bad, you know, bad set of emotions that come up today. We're feeling sad. We're feeling grief. We're feeling, you know, anxiety for whatever reason. It happens. You don't, you could choose to wear it like a, like a heavy backpack for the day, or you can choose to go ahead and understand why you're feeling those emotions and then change them. How do you change them? Well, there's several different ways, and I can show you how to make those changes. I can help you to become more accepting to what your past was, to change those damnations you're giving yourself. Realize that those are just the thoughts that you have about whatever the circumstance was. Changing those so that you can actually have a great, fulfilling life. We can help you. I can help you with that. We can... and. It's just a, it's a, it's a program that I put together and it allows us to look at each other and review what the thoughts are. We sit down with each other. It's like me sitting right next to you on a couch and we take the thoughts that you're having and we pull them out and we look at them and we examine them from all sides. And then you get to decide, I like this thought. I want to hold on to this thought. Okay. Then hold on to it. Or if you think, ah, this thought's not really doing me any good. Take that thought, set it off to the side, and we'll pick up a better thought. If that's something that sounds like it'd be interesting to try, interesting to do, and may just be the key to helping you come up with your four agreements, 
reach out to me. Go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching and let me know, hey, I'm, I'm up for coaching. I'm, I want to get coached. We'll set up a, a consult call and we'll look through it and we'll examine everything and to say, see what it is that really needs to, to be done. And we can set up a game plan and start taking the needed actions. So guys, with that, I want to say thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this show. If anything I said rung a bell, I would ask that you share it out with your with your your followers, with your fellow men in your group. Share it on to Facebook and Instagram and Threads and and all the other places, all the other social networks that you're you're a part of. Share this out. Let them and let them know. Hey, dude, there is this podcast out there. There is a group of men who are getting together and we are changing the men so that they don't have to live in fear anymore. We don't have to live in thought that the society hates us because guess what? Society doesn't hate us. There is a very select, very loud few that does do not like men and they want to try to ground men into the ground. And we're not here to stop that. We're here to step up and go, screw you. You have no power over me. And that's what we're doing. We're giving men the opportunity and the ability to step back, relax, live the left, to live the life they want to live on their terms. So guys, thank you again for for listening. Y'all take care. We will see y'all next week. Till then. Bye.